Where's the link? You got it, don't you? Hold on. Uh, you don't got it. All right, here. You're a funny guy, yo. This dude say, yo, he been <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh, nigga, crazy. <laughs> you got to stop Damn. playing games, brother. Damn. You got to stop <laughs> playing games, brother. <laughs> hey, yo, that's why I read you mad at your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Hey yo, listen, hey, yo. listen, yo, yo, we live, brother. Huh? We live. Oh. We are live. <laughs> you ain't gotta bring up nobody's name, bro. I don't I don't want you to mention the other nigga name, none of them niggas' names, brother. All right, let me ask you this real quick. Will you go live? You live right now? You start the right show? Now. We live, man. Oh, all right. So I can't use uh, I'm not gonna use their name, but I can I play this little part? Yes or no? Yeah, go ahead, play it, man. But who is it? Who is it? I you ain't missing no damn name. Shit. You mean? Nah, but is is it them speaking? Yeah. Nah, I don't want them, get... them bitches up in my shit. When they get me, oh, you saying that live? Yeah, I'm saying that live. I don't want them bitches in my shit. I don't even want to. I don't want to hear their fucking voice. Come on, man, just do your lecture, brother. Just you break it down. <laughs> Oh man, yo, I ain't never seen you start a show up like that though, Sarnetta. Yeah, man. Peace and black power, family. Welcome to another Sarnetta TV House of Consciousness production. You already know what it is. I got my man up from the Armin Ross Squad, the founder here. And you already see he's gonna be breaking down some powerful information. All right, scientific racism and the development of pseudo ship in the conscious community is going down, brother Unk. Without any further ado, my brother, you got the floor, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. So, man, that's Black African Power. Um, Black African Power to the listening audience, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on the platform. Uh, shout out to the guests. Uh, they just got the new boots in. Uh, we, we carrying them in our store. Uh, let me show that real quick. Ah, man. Let me show you the shoe. You seen these just saw? Nah, oh man, this shit look good, man. Mm -hmm. Man, them joints look bad. Yeah, I, I didn't see them. I sent you the link, yo, in the uh, back of the email. At the bottom of the video. Okay, I'm gonna make sure this link be on the bottom of the video in the description box. Mm -hmm. Right. I left the damn boots. Hey, Nubia, come here. Need you seen these? Come here. Nah. Joints is hard, baby. Yeah, you doing the damn thing. You blowing up. Get this off the back seat. The boots off the back seat of the car, truck. Here. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm the national spokesperson for uh, Negus. Um, yeah, I like those. Brother, done it again. When you gonna send me mine? Oh uh, man, you. I can't even catch up with you. Send me my white on white joints with my jacket I left there. You probably wearing my coat, my jacket. The same way you wearing mine. I seen you wearing mine on the video, bro. I gave that away a long time ago, brother. Oh. Ah, damn. I'm thinking I'm going to auction yours off. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, you can get these at abgwear.com, man. Um, you know, the brother is astonishing. Um, and so now we got, you know, we got three flavors now. So, you know, it's it's we start to get a little variety here with these. All right. Are yeah. you comfortable? Yeah, we start to get a little variety here with these. So you can get them in Abju Wear. All right. Hey, let me say also, this, Sister Sapphire. Sister Sapphire. I made the connection. I am happy. You know what I'm talking about. I made that connection. Um, I'll be meeting with the brother this weekend. So it's going down. Me and brother Jabari will be sitting across from Pastor Geno Jennings. We're going to get it in. It's going to be a powerful showdown with these two brothers. You know, build it. So I, I did it, sister. I made contact. I made contact. So we're going to be together this weekend. Brother Jabari, Pastor Gino Jennings, and Brother Sarnetta. So we're going to be all right. And, and Garfield. Maybe Garfield. Yes. Yes. Garfield. Oh, uh, ain't we don't match none. Now, now you even got them ganged up on the Reverend. No, no. It ain't no, no, it ain't a debate. We're just going to sit down and talk and, you know, talk with each other. All right. I know it ain't no debate. It's, a, it's constructive. Conversation, those brothers gonna handle it right. Okay, here go the boots. Yeah, right. yeah, those are hot. Oh man, yeah. You got the cut on. When you send the mines, brother? I got you, son. Come on, bro. I got man, just put the link in there, man. You act like you ain't never had always got you. You acting crazy now. Need you with okay. these Stop acting crazy, son. All right, brother. Crazy. Now let me ask you. Uh -huh. Is that is that patch? Sold in or iron on? <laughs> Yo, you funny. It's sold in there, man. Come on, man. Okay. okay. <laughs> Making sure it's official, baby. That's yeah. all. Yeah, look at look on the back though. Look at the back. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it's official, yo. We ain't got no problems not official, man. Uh, you shout out to Brother Tariq, uh, Negas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we carry uh, his products, you know what I mean, along with the abs you wear. Um, and it's a powerful thing. And everybody, you know, you probably should just stop hating. And just hey, yo, uh, where did you send me the link? Because people are asking me to drop the link. Right, right to email. Send it All right. right I'm going to go get it right now. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to drop that link in there, y'all. Thank you, man. So yeah, man. I mean, uh, go, you're doing it, man. Now, do you got the like the sweat sweaters that go match all that stuff this winter? Yeah, of course. We got the Sarnetta joints. You know, we carry your joints in the store. Yeah. Uh, TV shirts. The motherfuckers is perfect for that. Uh, you know, I got the Abju shirts. Just go ahead online and check them out. Uh, yeah. So you know, I appreciate you have allowed me to carry the Sarnetta uh, uh, TV uh, sweatshirts and shirts. I really appreciate that Sarnetta. Um, you know, a lot of dudes just want to just take it and not even talk to you about it or deal with it. You know, there's a couple sites out there they're not official, uh, carrying your brand, so yeah. you know, deal with the official, all right? right? So, right here, and we appreciate all that love right there. And so, um, we want to get right into the discussion because you're going to be cutting me short. That's how you do it when we get the real information. Yeah, I mean, you know how you do, sir. I say this all the time, so, um. Uh, if, you, if you do good and the crowd want to keep you, we're going to keep you long. Nah, not a crowd. You got to win over the crowd, baby. How do you not move the crowd? To be honest with you, 
be honest with you, bro. This is not a move the crowd type of thing. We don't try to move the crowd. What we want to do is we want to educate the next level of the babies that's going, you know, that's going into uh, high school, you know what I'm saying, that we're going to college, and that will help fight for us when we no longer can, uh, being properly educated. And so I don't know. I don't know about all that, man. What I do know is um, it's all in the title. You, you know what I'm saying? Scientific racism, all right? And the destruction of, what is, what's the title? Scientific racism and... The destruction um, and, and the development of pseudoship in the conscious community. community. And so let's start with that part right there. And so, uh, you know, you've been privy uh, uh, to, 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 to meet Dr. Ben. Uh, you, you, I know you have not met uh, Shiganti Diops. He's no longer with us. He's with the ancestors. Uh, you got a brother named uh, Dr. Charles Finch. Uh, we, all, we often talk about John Henry Clark, talk about uh, the great uh, Leonard Jeffries. Um, it's a long line of real, real scholars. And, and, and when they left us, because remember, yo, we the first to jump out on social media like that. That wasn't around. So, so we talked 2005, 2006, right? And so after that, right, it started this new thing where you could just say anything, where the information wasn't studied, you know what I mean, like Khaled, like Khaled could hold a very, very intelligent conversation. And you know this, firsthand information about a lot of different subject matters, well studied on African traditional religions, African history, uh, the whole nine yards, right? That kind of left the community where YouTube gave everybody a voice. You All you had to do was just talk and you was up. Same with blog talk, say anything. All you gotta be is real charismatic. And so that's where we at. And that is the development of, uh, um, pseudo ship where, 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 where people aren't going to the museums anymore. People aren't are going to the museum libraries. They're not even reading any books. And if they do read books, they're not that they're, they're reading the books created by Europeans uh, that couldn't handle their own academia institutions. So they slid off on their own and made up what we call alternative history. Y'all can look that up. Alternative history where they have an alternative to history based off of pseudo information. Human beings been around for a trillion years. Um, spaceships came down, you know what I'm saying? All inaccuracies. And so let me pull up my presentation. Let me jump right up in here real quick. Now I got certain people said I just can't talk about, and that's cool, all right? Because we do got brothers and sisters in the community that is actually promoting, uh, you know, the pseudo history, the pseudo ship. False information, all right? And so this thing is called scientific racism. Let's, let's deal real fast on what scientific racism is, right? And how um, scientific racism was actually used to uh, promote misinformation, okay? And this misinformation was actually, uh, let me read this. Y'all can just pull this up. Uh, Y'all can use Encyclopedia Wikipedia. All right, uh, scientific racism, okay, um, sometimes referred to as race biology, racial biology, and race realism, is the, watch this, is the pseudoscientific belief that empirical evidence exists to support or justify uh, racism, discrimination, racial inferiority, or racial superiority, okay, historical scientific 
up racist ideas, derived, I mean, revived credence in the scientific community, but are no longer considered scientific. So we start right there, okay? And it's very, very important to really understand how serious this subject is, because it's very, very, very important for our community to be able to combat, combat scientific racism. And so we got brothers like Chick Diops in the 1974, uh, he, before he actually went to the Cairo Symposium, him and Theophile Banger walked the Rodney's. Uh, you can go to UNESCO website and you can actually find uh, where those brothers went up against the whole scientific community to prove the Africanness of the Africans in the Nile Valley. And so this is the level. This is the level that we're striving for to actually get to the point where we continue to challenge uh, uh, anybody, Europeans, uh, the church, uh, the Muslims, the Christians, uh, uh, the Hebrews. We challenge all of them in giving our origin of humanity. We challenge all of them with authentic African history. Now, mind you, black people have been in all types of religions over the years. Uh, but their homegrown religions uh, do not include the monodualistic religions. All right, so let me let me share my screen. Move through this as fast as possible because I know you got me on the damn clock. I already know it, and it is what it is. And so, all right. All right, so you can see that, right, Sarnetta? No. Can't see it now? Oh, okay, so no. screen share that's not be working. All right, hold on. All right, I got you. All right, now I can see it. Now you can see it? Okay. Okay, so, you know, we can't mention scientific racism without dealing with Charles Darwin. So Charles Darwin, uh, in support of scientific racism, uh, of his times meant the reality, okay, the physical destruction of the children of the pseudos. And so we're going to get them pseudos up out of here, right, because they mischaracterize every argument because they refuse to read books on said subject matter. All right, so let's move forward here. And so let's just deal with something real quick. Uh, biology in the, chem in, in the chemistry department right here, okay, uh, most people haven't been into uh, 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 a, bi a biology and chemistry department in any school at any time, but yet they would make arguments against the thing without reading the books that are published in these particular settings, right? Find to be very interesting. And so we got this brother right here. He's actually in the lab, okay? Uh, he's doing some experimentation, brother. So we do have black brothers involved in chemistry and biology, all right? So maybe he's doing some DNA, getting some, look like the equipment he's gonna be doing some type of, uh, dealing with some type of DNA or something like that. But he's actually in the lab. Young brother, all right? Putting in his work. Looks familiar. Oh, that's brother Sinjetti from the Amaral Squad. So this is for everybody to say, right, that the Amaral Squad are YouTube dudes. No, we're not. We're in the labs, all right? Let's get all this straight, get all this clear. You know, Amaral Squad Up is a collective of, of African people dedicated to bringing people real history, real science. You know what I'm saying? 
plain and simple, not the flim flam, right? We're not a YouTube organization, no blog talk organization. We're actually in the fields, okay? And so shout out to brother uh, Sinjetti, uh, brother Saw, um, brother Smash Rockwells, uh, Wuja, brother Nahisi, Black Panther, and the two dynamic sisters, Dr. Oyamaya and Sister Naya. Shout out to them, professionals that are actually in the fields, right? And so, you know, like we say around here, we're good at everything we do, all right? So pseudo killers, y'all just go ahead and rename us the pseudo killers because it is what it is, right? So let's do this. So we watching you. So we see Con Calloway, Ali Muhammad, Stolamine, Brother Santitos, and Lex Pseudo. So let's deal with the prefix pseudo. Okay, pseudos, lying, used to mark something that superficially appears to be, right? One, one thing, but and but is something else. Uh, subject to content, uh, connotes, uh, coincides, um, imitation. Um, hold on, let me one second. One quick second. Where was I at? Um, deception. Okay. Now, in scholarship and studies, pseudo scholarship. That's what we're talking about. Refers to that is presented as, but is not the product of rigorous, rigorous objective study or research. Example, pseudo-archaeology. So they'll use a lot of pseudo-archaeology, things that have not been proven and verified. They use a lot of pseudo-history. We call it alternative history. Okay, pseudo-linguistics. Uh, you'll find these individuals using words that, that are out of context, right? And, and, and linguistically speaking, don't really match up to the rigors of the scientific study of linguistics. Pseudo-scientific language comparisons, folk, folk linguistics, uh, pseudo-mathematics, pseudo-philosophy, and pseudo-science. Okay, these are the tools that they use against you. These are the tools they use to misrepresent the real authentic scientific community to which the African people are the originators of. Okay? Pseudo-gate. <laughs> right. I can't even really get into that because Solomon want me to get in that, right? But yeah, Lex Pseudo is his name, oh, and stole mine. Absolutely. And so just for the record, just for the record, right? Them brothers had me on some balance. Uh, brother Asal won't let me play the tape, but they actually taped uh, a phone conversation. They, they 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 merged me into a show without me knowing it, and it was very very out of order and disrespectful at the end of the day. And so, as they try to fight against the truth with the lie, as they become the very thing they hate, I'm just trying to figure out when has it ever been cool to tape a brother's conversation or to put a brother merge a brother into a show without him even knowing it. I find this to be very out of order. I find it to be very disrespectful. And if the information you had was true and, and, and on point, you would not have to use these types of tricks, right? It would be a no brainer. So I just want to put that out there so that we all know. All right, let me get through this. And so let's come right here real fast, right? Remember we're dealing with scientific racism. We're dealing with understanding information in this proper context. So this is uh, brother Charles, this is Charles Darwin, Sir Charles, Sir Charles Darwin, that's what Dr. Ben called him, right? This is his first book. Now, The Origin of the Species, now watch this, by means of natural selection or 
or the preservation, right, of the favorite races, right, in the struggle for life. Hmm. Since most people don't read books, and since most people don't have books, these particular individuals will look at the book's cover. Remember how we used to say, do not judge a book by its cover. They would actually look at the cover of the damn book, right, and would say, wait a minute. This book is talking about human beings, and it's talking about the favorite races, and um, what in the hell is the favorite races? Since it's during this time of scientific racism, right, it's easy for people to deduce based off misinformation that Charles Darwin, right, is writing this book, right, talking about white people being the favorite race. But since around here, and I'm a raw squad and a real black atheist, right, we read our books. We do complete studies on information to bring you proper information. So this book, The Origin of the Species, by means of natural selection or the preservation of the favorite races in the struggle for life. Let's see, what is it really talking about? So we come here again. Cultivate during the many generations, right? This is Charles Darwin speaking, right? Uh, several races, for instance, of cabbage, right? In very poor soil. This is from On the Origin of the Species, Darwin, 1859, page 15. Here, Darwin refers to origin to the races, right, of cabbage. So Charles Darwin, wasn't talking about races. Not at all. This is a misconception. Wasn't talking about races. What was he talking about? Uh, now, Charles Darwin, influential, 1959, book on the origin of the species, did not discuss human origins. I'm going to say this again for the pseudos watching. The book you just looked at, the cover of this book, no matter what the title says, it wasn't talking about humans. It did not discuss the species. It did not discuss the origin of the species, right? Of human origins. It extended it, it said the extended wording on the title page, which which adds by means of natural selection or the the preservation of the favorite races in the struggle for life, uses the general term races as an alternative for varieties and does not carry the modern connotation of human races. The first use in the book refers to the several races, for instance, of cabbage and proceeds to a discussion of the heredity varieties or races of or of our domesticated animals and plants. That's on page 51. So the whole daggone book, right, is talking about a uh, variety of animals, right, variety of plants, it's not talking about human beings. Let me grab that book real quick. Where you at, Sonetta? Sonetta disappeared. Let me, I'm going to show y'all real fast. Hold on one sec. Man, I thought I had it. I had to find it. Which is so I come back. I'm gonna show you the actual book. I'm gonna show you the pictures in the book. Cause like we like to say, man. I'm uh, right here, man. I'm right here. All right, trying to find the book, so I couldn't find it. Anyway, if 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 the fools in the community 
right? Let me tell you when I start calling a person a fool, stupid, idiot, dumb, and stupid. I start calling you that after years of dealing with you, and you refuse to read any books on said subject. You don't even own books on said subject. You might read. You might read books on the side that supports your particular argument. You might. And you never read a real good book on the subject. You'll read a book that does the exact same thing, looking for its side of the argument. Right? You will never understand the field of study that you're talking about because you refuse. And you argue against the truth of a lie constantly. These are the people that I call retarded, stupid, idiots, dumb, and fools. Because you continue along the same line after years. Those years could have been taken to actually get a course in this said subject and learn a little bit, buy some books on the subject. So most people haven't even bought Charles Darwin book. The city, the book is not even talking about human beings or race. It's talking about plants and animals. That is my point. Okay. Uh, and Charles Darwin book in the descent of man. This is the second book. He says, as man advances in civilization and small tribes are united into large communities, listen, the simplest reason would tell each individual that he ought to extend his social instincts and sympathies to all the members of the same nation through personal unknown to him. It's a this point being once reached. There's only an artificial barrier to prevent his sympathies extending to the men of all nations and races, right? Remember, they ever use the word racist. I'm a variety of people. Now watch this. If indeed such men are separated, from him by great differences in appearances or habits, experiences, unfortunately sues us how long it is before we look at them as our fellow creatures. All right, so what is Darwin talking about right here? He's basically saying, even if cultures merge and a lesser culture merges in with a more technically sound culture, right? At some particular point, you would have to look at them as being your fellow man. Okay, most people think Darwin was an atheist. He was not an atheist. Uh, after he developed his actual uh, theory of natural selection, because Darwin is really not the father of evolution, he's the father of natural selection, right? Uh, he kind of uh, wasn't an atheist. Uh, he was kind of like a, uh, I forget the name of that uh, particular, particular study, with a gnostic, right? Where it's not evil for or against God. They say, I thank God. This is what he says. I shall never again visit a slave country, right? To this day, if I hear a distinct scream, it recalls with painful uh, vividness my feelings when passing a house near the Pernambuco, Brazil. It say, heard the most pitiable moans, could not suspect that some poor slave was being tortured near Rico Gennaro. They say, I lived opposite to an old lady who kept screws to crush the fingers of her female slaves. So see, Charles Baldwin here is saying he, he hoped we never had to visit a country like that, right? This is when he actually writes some letters, right, on the voyage of the Beagle in 1839. 
right? So whether Darwin was a racist or not, one thing we did know was that Charles Darwin, yo, did not agree with slavery, right? And he seemed to have a certain level of compassion from those for those who has been enslaved, all right? So I'm not going to argue or debate or whether uh, I could read the heart or read the mind of a person being a racist or not. I'm not going to do that, right? Because you could very well be married to somebody that's white, right? And you still wouldn't know if they was a racist or not. The only thing you can deal with is what that person do in a lifetime. Let's get this clear. That's the only way you can really judge anybody. You got to judge them off their actions. All right. And so right here we have uh, Darwin, uh, Darwin's Sacred Cause. I suggest y'all get that book, right? Darwin's Sacred Cause documents his abolitionism uh, through, through, through surviving personal correspondence. So we know for sure that Charles Darwin was an abolitionist. We know his grandfather was, we know his wife was, his two grandparents was. Uh, they headed up certain organizations dealing with the abolishment of slavery. So whether he was a whether he was racist or not, what we do know is is that his family line, some of them, most of them, right, were were against slavery. All right, during those particular time periods. Now, does that mean that he still was not a racist? No, it does not mean that. Well, does that mean that all of a sudden the evolution is right or wrong? No, it does not mean that. So the fact that he was an abolitionist really has nothing to do whether whether biological human evolution or evolution is real or not. I want to make that point. But what I do want to say is, based off of his life works, based off of the things he did, right, if you'd be hard-pressed, you know what I'm saying, to say that he was at all times against Black people. Hard-pressed. Right? It may be, it may be doubt whether a character can be named which is distinctive of a race and is constant, right? It's talking about race now, you're trying to figure it out, right? But the most weighty of all arguments against treating the races of man as distinct species is that they graduate into each other independently. In many cases, as far as we can judge of their having intercrossed, right? So Darwin's right here, he is against races or distinct species. So at this juncture, right, if you look at his work, he's talking about, he's actually saying something that most people in the conscious community won't say. A lot of pseudos in the conscious community will say this. They will make the statement that, hey, white people come from somewhere else and they're not connected to black people. So y'all start to sound like, uh, the races of the time in the 1800s when y'all make that statement. Start to sound exactly like them. So while people want to beat up on Charles Darwin, right, and invoke God, this is what they were saying. Let's deal, let, let's see what the Bible was saying. It says slavery was established by decree of the almighty God. It is sanctioned in the Bible in both testaments from Genesis to Revelation. This is Jefferson Davis, all right? Man, it say the right of holding slaves is clearly established in the Holy Scriptures, both by uh, precept and example. Richard Foreman, president of South Carolina Baptist Convention. So everybody is howling, screaming about 
this religion, that religion, right? It was those particular religions that actually embodied the racism, you know what I'm saying, that gave Europeans uh, uh, that backing to enslave African people. It was the church. It was the Muslims first with their Qurans, right? And it was the Christians second with their Bibles, Old and New Testaments. It was actually, uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible is a book of supremacy. Supremacy over other races because the Hebrews become God's chosen people. Right there, we're talking about supremacy. Exactly what we're talking about, supremacy. <laughs> Think about it. If there's a chosen race by God, then God has shown favor. And as God is showing favor, that those people that have favor can do pretty much what they want to do because they're chosen of God. That's why I don't deal with that. Mm. Let me move on. One second. Yeah. Okay. This is one of Charles Darwin's letters. So I'm documenting everything. Y'all go get the letters. Y'all can read and see what he's saying. It says, some few, and I am one even and wish to God, though, at the loss of millions of lives, that the North would proclaim a crusade against slavery. It says, in the long run, a million hard deaths would be amply repaid in the cause of humanity. Great God, how I should like to see the greatest curse on, on, on earth, slavery be abolished. So this is in Darwin's own words. He calls slavery the greatest curse on earth. Now, does that mean Darwin is not a racist? No. What it means is, at least in his mind, at least in his writings, right, he's showing you that he has a disdain for that particular institution. Okay. Can't play this. You said I can't play it, right, Sal? Okay, so here is the Piltdown. Piltdown Man hoax, right? I think Brother Sign gonna let me pay. Where you at, Sal? I'm right here, brother. So you saying I can't play this this two minute clip? I don't want So the argument made here, right? If I can read his slide, he's talking about Piltdown Man. Right, he's he's really talking about scientific racism and how it's in science and how the day was bringing forgeries and doing all that. To that point, I totally agree. Now, what I disagree with is when you're dealing with science, there is no time, there is no time in the history of science or in the history of scientific racism that it wasn't a counter argument out there. See, this is what people won't tell you on the other side, right. This is what they won't tell you, all right? They won't tell you that, although they came up with Piltdown Man, there were scientists during that time that did not agree with that, yo. Hold on, one second. Move right to it. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. All right, so that's the... Mm. So let's deal with Charles Dawson, not to be confused with Charles Darwin. In 1912, the amateur archaeologist Charles Dawson claimed that he had discovered the missing link between ape and man. All right. First of all, scientists 
do not use the missing link. I'm going to say this again. Scientists do not use the term missing link. So when you try to refute biological human evolution with that term, where's the missing link? You don't know what you're talking about. Everything's a missing link. Right? It says, after finding a section of the human-like skull, right, and the Pliocene gravel beds near Piltdown, East Saxon, Dawson contacted, contacted Arthur Smith Woodward, keeper of the, the, mm, the geology at the Natural History Museum. Dawson and Smith Woodward discovered the more bones, right, and artifacts at the site, which, which they connected to the same individual. They say these included jawbone, more skull fragments, set of teeth, and primitive tools. So this is the piltdown. When they was trying, when, 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 when in science, right, not all scientists, right, but in the study of science and paleontology and all that, they was trying to prove the humanity of humans in Europe, right? And so this particular character, Charles Dawson, right, he had a forgery. But let's see. Let's see if the whole of science was in, was, was in agreement with the Piltdown fine. Let's see. Let's see did it take them 40 years to figure that out, or did it take 40 years for the thing to go to get overturned? Let's see. So right here in white is the pieces that they actually had that they put together. All right. You see the jawbone, you see it connected to the skeleton. So what Piltdown was supposed to represent was that in-between between human and ape, and how that was the in-between between the two. It was the connecting factor between human and ape. How did I get to that? Man, did I miss something? All right, hold on one second. I'm gonna do real quick. So what I'm gonna do is I wanna come right here to the Journal of Nature. All right. Come to the Journal of Nature. All right, let me reset my screen again. Reset the screen. And we're gonna come to the Journal of Nature and see what the Journal of Nature has to say about this. And and 1913. One second here, y'all. As quick as possible. All right, you can see that, right, sir? Yes, brother, I see it. All right, so we in. This is November 13, 1913. I'm gonna say it again. This is November 13, 1913. All right, this is the same year they found the Piltdown Man, supposedly. This is a letter directed in the Journal of Nature. Y'all see it up there, page 3319. All right. Read the conclusion. Let's see what science has to say about the Piltdown Man find. See, we understand there's racism in science. There's racism in science today. And I'll get you to the solution to that in a moment. But what we can't have is, we can't have, right, a group of people, all religious doubt, trying to tell us don't deal with science because there's racism in it. There is only one way to defeat science, right? That's with science. 
Now watch science defeat science right here. It say, in conclusion, I should like to say how much I am indebted to Professor Keith for all the help he has given me, right, in my investigations. It said, not only by allowing me to make use of all the variable materials in the museum of the Royal College of Surgeons, but also by discussing with me, frankly and openly, all points in dispute concerning the Piltdown score itself. It says, in the early part of July, see, Nanny, in July, working with the cranial cast, right, he seemed, it seems to me, to have established a good case for his mode of reconstruction. But from the moment I began to examine the actual fragments, August 13, 1913, the day after the discussion of the material at the International Medical Congress, I became convinced that his solution, right, of the problem was an impossible one. It was his personal experience, it was this personal experience of the important, hold on, of the importance of working with the real things that, that I had in mind when I was uh, writing my last letter, right? That's in the Journal of Nature, October 30th, right? Watch this, peel down manable. A manable, a manable is a jaw, all right? A manable is a jaw. Now, they say in the British Journal of the Dental Science in October the 1st, they say there are published some excellent uh, radiograms of the Piltdown Mandel and of a chimpanzee with the views having been taken from the side and from the above in order to compare the outlines of the two specimens. I have superimposed tracing taken from tracings taken from each. So what the white boy did, Elliot Smith did, what he did was he took he traced a chimpanzee jaw, right? And superimposed it over the quote unquote Piltdown jaw, Piltdown man jaw. Now watch this. It say outline tracing the radiograms of the Piltdown animal uh, and the animal of a chimpanzee. So y'all can see the trace lines over top of it. He put it together. Now watch this. It say the similarities of the specimens brought out in this way is very striking. For the outlines are practically identical. They say, I have also superimposed tracings of the last reconstruction of the Piltdown Manable and of the jaw of a young chimpanzee. And again, the similarities of the outline is very remarkable. No human manable is known which shows anything like the same uh, resemblance to a chimpanzee jaw in the outline and in all details. Watch this. It say, of the molar teeth, I need only to say here that not only do they approach the ape form, but in several respects are identical with them. It say, the cranial fragments of the Piltdown skull, on the other hand, are in particular all their in all their details, right, essentially human. It say, and that we so it seems to me to be as uh, in sequencing to refer the manimal of the cranial to the same individual as it would be 
to articulate a chimpanzee foot with the bones of an essentially human thigh leg. What he's saying is that don't make no sense, right? For a jaw that looks essentially like a chimpanzee jaw to be put together with a human skull. So he's showing that there was a human skull with the pill down, right? And a chimpanzee jaw. And he said, that don't make no sense for them two to be together, right? That would be like putting a chimpanzee foot, right? With the bones of essentially a human thigh leg. He said, that don't make no sense to him, right? So basically he's seen it right from the very beginning. He understood that from the very beginning that that Piltdown thing was not right and was not authentic at all. He saw that. And so, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what science does. That's what science absolutely does. And so if you come to Scientific America, the early skeptic of the Piltdown hoax, they say, it say, it say this letter written by David Watson, a professor of anatomy at, at what was then called the University of London, a King's College, right? It's published in its entirety. I just want to say that. So y'all can go to Scientific Magazine to get that. But the points here are very, very clear, right? That 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 during, during the time of science, there's always been room for refusion. There is no refusion in religion. God is even God, right? Jesus Christ even died on the cross when we didn't, right? So, but in science, the only chance we got is dealing with science because it allows us to critique of the scientific invention. This is the same thing that happened with the Piltdown thing. So there is not a time in science where there wasn't uh, a line of thought that would go against certain archaeological finds and all that. I just wanted to make that record clear so that we clearly understand that right there. That's the point. So let me just move it right along here. All right. So we move from Charles Darwin, and now we move to the Piltdown discovery because there's individuals in the community that they make the claim that science is so racist, right, so devastating that that other scientists don't got enough sense to see the lie when they see it, but they do. So that's why it's important to raise our next generation to be scientifically minded, to be scientifically literate so they can make proper choices. This is important to put our babies in fields of science to become doctors, right? To become biologists, to become chemists. Because if they do attack us with biological weaponry, we at least need to have a counter to that. And the only way you can have a counter to science is to have good science. The only reason we're here now in North America is because a group of people that were more technically sound than us with, with weaponry came across us, right? And snatched us up. If we had like a Navy or something when they came, if we had intercontinental ships when they came, if we had cannons and guns, we could at least fought them to a standstill. But based off of the fact, right, that we wasn't technically sound, and I'll get to that later, right, with scientific invention based off of the underdevelopment of Africa, based off of the invasions of the Hiscos, based off of the invasion of the Persians, based off the invasion of the Assyrians, based off the invasions of the Greeks, based off the invasions of the Romans, based off the invasions of the Muslims, and based off of the last Suresh invasion by the Europeans, right, we was underdeveloped and we was not ready to deal with the encroaching armies that attacked Africa. Hmm. There you go. Point. So let's look at this real fast right here. Let's look at the slide. Tell sight right here. This is corn. All right. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. 
All right, so that's the size of a coin. That's a quarter right there. See the size of it, right? What I want to show you is an ugly modification or what they call an artificial selection, right? So the first slide on the left, tail sighting. So this is where corn acid comes from. That quarter right there is to show you size. And look at the, look at the corn that we eat in a day, modern corn. All right. Modern corn comes from that original plant right there that human beings actually genetically modified through artificial selection right here. This is very, very important. This is evolution right in front of your face by means of man. We call this artificial selection. All right. Let's come to the next bit, the, the next slide right here, right? Right. And so we got what we call it here, the mustard plant right here, right? And out of the mustard plant through artificial selection, we get the cabbage. No one will deny cabbage. We get the kale, right? We get the carabra, karabi, right? We get the collie greens. We get the cauliflower. We get Brussels sprouts and we get broccoli. All from what we're calling artificial selection. Same thing with the gray wolf here. Great Wolf is the common ancestor to all living canines a day. All except the African wild dogs do not fit into these categories, right? I'm going to say it again. The African wild dogs, right, do not fit into this equation right here. It's something totally different right here. But from the Great Wolf, right, we have European uh, 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 species of dog. We got the North American species of dog. We got the Chinese species of dog. got the Indian species of dog, right? They all come from... Human hands, dealing with the gray wolf, all right? Based off of human beings breeding the gray wolf, you get all these varieties today. So human beings actually are selecting traits that are more favorable. They're picking out the color of the eyes. They're picking out the shape, the size of the, shape, size of the head, what kind of fur it got, and they're mixing these traits back and forth. Uh, they're picking out the most, like a great dame. It's a very, very large canine, right? But it's the most docile amongst dogs. Human beings pick these traits out. Why am I showing y'all this? Because this is called artificial selection. All right? So let's move on real quick. So if there's a thing called artificial selection, and you got uh, brothers and sisters in the community saying that uh, white people can do this, they can use CRISPR, uh, white people can uh, take traits, they can make design of babies, they can do all these things, right? So if white people can select traits, right, that's called artificial selection so to say that people human beings see human beings nature does not revolve around human beings you know what i'm saying plain and simple humans aren't the standard in nature humans aren't more powerful than nature we just think that the difference between an ant and a human being is we talk shit. <laughs> That's the difference. But so we looking right here at this dream, this this this, this uh this gene tree, right, of complete mitochondrial DNA sequencing. And what you'll find here down the right hand corner is 170,000 K, right? You'll see the non-African tribes as opposed to the African tribes. What do you mean, non-African? I'm talking when I say non-African, I'm talking about the mutate mutations that occurred outside of Africa. These particular tribes mutations occurred in Africa. So you got the San, the Mabuti people. You got the Igbo, right? You got the Yoruba, 
okay? The Kambaba, these particular African tribes, right, of the oldest uh, uh, sequence of mitochondrial DNA on planet Earth, and they're the oldest. The non-African side, right, as you can see, the Japanese, the Chinese, the English, the Dutch, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Papua New Guinea, the Australian, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? These particular mitochondrial sequences, right, are the youngest. So as you get farther away from 170,000, you'll find the youngest, all right? So these populations, right, mitochondrial DNA are not as old as the African uh, mitochondrial DNA. And the reason I'm saying this to you, this clearly shows, right, that small pockets of Africans left Africa and mutated over time. All right, genetic diversity. Non-Africans, look at their genetic diversity. This is the mean uh, pairwise sequence differences, okay? You look at these genetic codes right here, sequence one and sequence two, okay? Right? Mitochondrial sequence differences, all right? You'll see that the levels in the African uh, genetic diversity is about 76.7%, as opposed to non-Africans at 38.5%. And so non-African populations aren't as diverse, right? It's African populations. Like they say when they're dealing with farming and, and, and the rule is uh, wherever you find the most diverse of that particular uh, species, that is where the origin of that species is. And so the diversity is in Africa. African populations have the highest genetic diversity, right? So we looking right here. We look at the Native Americans, right? They the last on the totem pole. Why? Because you can see right here in the slide, starting from left, from Africa all the way to the right, you'll see that over time, right, this population that migrated out of Africa ended up in the North America, right? Their genetic population isn't as diversified, okay? And so at the bottom of the screen, the orange. You'll see how much genetic difference variety, variability. It's called the STR uh, variability, right? Look how much variability the African tribes have in orange. Now, look at the European Middle Eastern, look at the Indian, look at the East Asian, look at the Oceania, look at the Native Americans, right? So it is clear that these populations right here, right, are the last, right, on the mutations. They don't have as much variety. This is how we know evolution actually occurs. Strictly proven that. So African populations have the oldest mitochondrial DNA lineages and the most mitochondrial variability. Right? It says this fact supports the hypothesis that they are the oldest populations, more time for mutations to accumulate. So they've been around the longest, right? So they have the longest uh, uh, time to accumulate mutations. Very, very simple, and it's not complicated. So dealing with scientific racism, right? Talked about that earlier, all right? Um, in the United States, right? This is uh, Dr. Samuel Cartwright, all right? It's saying United States, scientific racism justified Black African uh, slavery, right, to uh, a huge moral opposition to the Atlantic slave trade. So they was trying to find things that actually uh, uh, supported the slave trade, right? That's what they was looking for. Of course they was. They say Alexander Thompson and Samuel Silling uh, described black men as uniquely fitted for bondage because of their primitive 
uh, psychological uh, organization. That's what they were saying. See, in, in 1851, in Adabenham, Louisiana, uh, the physician Samuel A. Cart Cartwright, 1793-1863, considered slave ships, slave escapes attempt as a draft pneumonia. <laughs> this is wild right here. Draft pneumonia, right? A treatable mental illness, right? That which proper medical advice strictly followed, right? <laughs> this troublesome practice that many Negroes have of running away can be almost entirely prevented. It's crazy. The term drapetomonia, mania, drapomania, right? Of the runaway slave. <laughs> That's crazy. Devices devised from the Greek. Okay, runaway. It's crazy, man. Madness, frenzy, mania. That's crazy. So, you know, it was actually coming up with ideas, right? And the fact that if you tried to run away, right? Did you have this particular uh, disease that could be cured? Ain't that crazy? Yes, this is in science, ladies and gentlemen. So we never, we never, ever, ever act like that there's not a level, was a level, could be a level, still is a level of scientific racism. What we're saying is you're not going to pray this away, right? You're not going to, that's not going to happen. The only way you can actually change this is, is to be thoroughly integrated in understanding science. Only way you do it. So the role of evolutionary thought, right? Scientific racism. Watch this. While most uh, evolutionists believe that all humans' races descended from the same stock, they also noted that uh, mig migrational, migration and natural and sexual selection had created the human varieties that in their eyes appeared superior to the African or the Aborigines. So you had evolutionists that actually thought that they that their particular stock was more superior to the Africans and the Aborigines. They say both these later groups were often portrayed as being evolutionary, evolutionarily the closest to the original humans and therefore to apes. So they thought that, you know, back in these times that the Africans and the Aboriginals were more close to the apes. And it was evolutionists. Hmm. But that wasn't all of them. That's the point I'm making. Specifically, Charles Darwin. Let's deal with the role of evolutionary thought again. They say in the early 20th century, the increasing uh, popularity of the uh, Mende Mendelian genetics, named after uh, Mendel, right, in 1822, did nothing to dispose this way of thinking. If any, it made things worse. Now, they call him the father of genetics right here. So, uh, if he was thinking, if his statements uh, uh, kind of coincided uh, with the thinking of the day, then why are we still using it today? Because his ideas he had about uh, alleles and pairs were right, right? His misinformation and misunderstanding of certain things was wrong. But the only way you can tell that by dissecting his theories, by dissecting his information, is have a, a level of understanding of science. There is no other way to refute that. They say it suggested that the races had become separate species and that the Africans in particular were far closer in the evolutionary terms to the great apes uh, than were, than, than were say, the Europeans. Let's deal with Mendel's laws of inheritance real quick, which ended up being right. Mendel's law of segregation. During, during gamete formation, the alleles for each gene 
surrogate from each other so that each gamete right carries only one allele for each gene the law of independent assortment genes for different traits can segregate independently during the formation of gametes law of dominance right some alleles of dominant while others are recessive and organisms with at least one dominant allele right will display the effect of the dominant allele now you know one day i'll give a class on dominant and recessive traits right but right here mendel here got that right talking about the dominant and recessive traits y'all talk about dominant black man has dominant traits and the color black is dominant that's a fact that's a dominant trait right but we wouldn't throw that away would we based off some of the ideas here no science is the only place that's best fit to actually distinguish between the ideas of the right and the wrong so watch this Darwin's theory of natural selection in 1859 showed that the closest ancestors of human beings were the great apes. Yeah, and for this, right, he was one of the first people portrayed as an ape, Charles Darwin. And the idea that Homo sapiens was descended from monkeys rapidly became part of the theater of evolution. Darwin himself was often depicted as half man. Right and half eight. So let me go back to this. So what he did was they took his statements. Right, uh, Darwin, Darwin's theory of natural selection showed that the closest ancestors, right, of human beings were the great apes. They took that, right? They took that, all right, ran with it like y'all do today. Y'all just your uncle, all them teaching that monkey stuff, right? And they depicted them as being a monkey. Absolutely. Darwin himself never said that. So, creation of the world. This is what Darwin was going against. Creation of the world. Around 6 p.m. on the 22nd, 4004 BCE. According to <laughs> prolific Julian Calendar. Who came up with this idea? James Usher. James Usher, right, was the church of Ireland's Archbishop, okay, of all of Ireland between 1625-1656. How arrogant was he to tell us when the creation of the world was, right? Prolific scholar and church leader who today is most famous for his identification, right, of the genuine letters of the church fathers, Ignatius. Ignatius, you say, and for his chronology that sought to establish the time and date of the creation as the entrance of the night preceding the 23rd day of October, the year before Christ, 4004. That is around 6 p.m., the 22nd of October, 4004 BCE, according to <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the Olympic Julian calendar. So right here, what you're seeing is this is what they believed back then during Darwin's time. Darwin was fighting against that, right? They believed that the African needed to be enslaved, okay? They believed all these things, all right? They believed that man came from apes, right? They used the racism 
right, to promote slavery. These are the things they did, all right? They did all these things, and the only thing they could actually refute the foolery was science. We have Brother Saul. Let me, um, we got, we got Saul. Where the hell Saul went at? Saul. Um, the sound then must have fell out dead. All right, so so all right, at this particular point, I think it's just very, very essential, right? Um, um I'm right here, um, just go ahead, man. I'm doing I'm doing a project as you're talking, I'm working. Okay, all right, okay. So you leave me out there on that island, it's all gravy. All right, and so I think these points are very, very clear. And so um that in order for us to, to establish strong communities in the world community, uh, we have to absolutely be scientifically literate. The core of what we do as a people has to be based in science, logistics. These are the things that our ancestors used to build great civilizations. So although scientific racism existed at an all-time high uh, in Europe, uh, and everywhere they practice science, it was always scientists to refute that. And so the point I would like to make is, as people uh, beat up on Charles Darwin with misinformation, uh, his works show differently. As a matter of fact, his works actually, look at this book, Dave Darwin's Sacred Curse, Cause, right here, all right? All the documented letters and information uh, are dealing with Charles Darwin, all his correspondence, will show him to be a person that was definitely anti-slavery. Now, whether his family was interbreeding, because they did that, Darwin's family, like with Murray, their first cousins and all that, that absolutely has nothing to do with, even if he was racist, that really has nothing to do with whether uh, the information that came up was right or wrong or not. Uh, that's a fact, because now, based off of available genetics, based off of the uh, anthropology and the finding of fossils, we now know that our natural selection is in, is in full effect, uh, which is just one mechanism, okay, in evolution. And so uh, the fact that uh, we actually uh, um, think that those particular things would, 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 would make evolution wrong, that shows our level of competency uh, of the subject matter. So once again, whether he was a racist, uh, whether he, uh, his family interbreed and all that, that has nothing to do with the work, that homework he got. That has nothing to do with the fact that his actual work, now here's the kicker, family, his actual uh, theory that he purported actually helped overturn the fact that Europeans thought that the African and the Aboriginal, you know what I'm saying, was some kind of different type of human. That somehow we was half monkeys. The theory of natural selection actually refutes all of that, right? The theory of uh, uh, natural selection actually proves that the African is the mother and fathers of all humanity. These are things we say out of our mouth all the time. You'll hear people say, one, we're the oldest on the planet. Two, we are, no, some of y'all say we all come from Africa. And three, we're the mothers and fathers of humanity. Yes, but these 
are evolutionary statements that Charles Darwin was proven. And it's based off of his work, right? That they overturned their racist thinking. So voila, his actual life work was actually the turning point in changing the European minds, right? That really, the thoughts that y'all now, and see y'all now got that. A lot of y'all now got that. That some kind of way white people come from somewhere else. Y'all sound like them saying black people came from somewhere else, right? Y'all have the religious mindset where, where you think that evolution is some kind of way supplanting God, right? I heard these two knuckleheads, right, talk about well, evolution was trying to take God out of the equation. Well, if you got a God, how can evolution take your God out of that equation? How? How could that happen? Don't make no sense. But what Charles Darwin did was through science, he used science, right, to actually uh, change the course of history. So he actually, his life work was actually in favor, right, of the African. That's a fact right there. So everybody that's acting crazy and not using their minds, uh, you really lost your mind. And for the record, Illuminati, the Masons, all right, the Rastakrushnas, you know what I'm saying? They was actually tired of the religious wars that the European had. Look up the religious wars. You got the Catholic Church fighting against the Protestants. They had bloody wars. They called them religious wars. So they had bloody religious wars. Look it up. 1800. Look it up. Wars, right? During the Age of Enlightenment. So the Age of Enlightenment was really dealing with, hold on. The Age of Enlightenment, all right, was really dealing with them trying to, you know, trying to quarrel, <laughs> them killing each other over religion. Most people didn't know that. Let's see. European, type in, let me see. European religious wars, right? Type that in. You'll see. You'll see why it was so important for science to take over. They was killing thousands of each other. Hold on. We'll give you the exact date for that real fast. Yeah, European wars of religion. It's simple. European wars of religion. This is a series of religious wars waged in the 16th, 17th century Europe, devastating the continent and killing the continent and, and killing over 10 million people, y'all. Yeah, it was time for him to get some signs. I'm going to say this again from the 17th to the 18th century. Okay. These European religious wars waged killed over 10 million people. The wars were fought in the aftermath of the Protestant Reformation in 1517. Okay. Which, which disrupted the religious order of the Catholic countries of Europe. Mm -mm -mm. Right. See? Right there. So that's why science started. Science wasn't, wasn't uh, promoted to, quote unquote, kill God. Those promoted to stop them from killing themselves. They had to find a better way of doing business. They had to find a better way of doing the things that made some sense.
Would you knock me out the thing, so? So. So. Go ahead and finish up, huh? Well, I mean, how long was I out, yo? Nah, you was out for like about maybe um five, three minutes. That's all. Was that? Did you catch the part about the religious wars? Yes. We know we're gonna open up the phone lines for the people. Go ahead, you can open up right now. Okay, family, you already know. If you don't have the number, then you ass out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, but I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm just I'm a little disappointed in you, man. Okay, go ahead. I'm a little disappointed in you because you arguing with fucking nuts that have never studied the subject, and it make you look bad. Because you're the scholar and you're yeah. arguing with these fucking fools, dude, that don't even read these books that you read or the squad read, brother. It makes you look fucked up because you, I mean, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when I be calling you, I be begging you, yo, oh, please, man. You know, these niggas is not on your level at any, uh, at any limb when it comes to this scholarship. You, Dr. Ma'at, Asar, Sinjetti, Dr. Reggie, they not on your level. And that's what get me mad when I see you arguing with these goddamn nuts, you know, about this subject. I know, but 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 I thought, but that's why you wouldn't let me, they, they snuck me in there. Why don't you stop playing? You act like you don't know that's what happened, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I know they snuck you in there, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about now, bro. I'm not arguing with them now. I didn't but mention their name. You don't even need to address them. What did Dr. Clark say? Dr. Clark, they not on your damn level, bro. Ask these niggas what book have they read that can back up their claim? And they can't tell you. No, they can't. No, they can't. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. Now, now I can see if you arguing with, with um brothers like uh Garfield. Uh, you know, the God, Rob Bond. These brothers are on y'all level. These are the scholarly brothers. You know? These dudes ain't on y'all level, man. Man, so let's, I just want to make it so we ain't putting false information out there, man. I was forced onto a live stream, bro, without me knowing it. Yeah, um, man. Thought I was having a normal, thought I was having a normal phone conversation with my brother. You know what I'm saying? I've been teaching stolen mine for years, bro. So I didn't think that to be nothing different. You feel me? So, you know, right until we start taping the phone conversation, that's when the whole thing went sour. Because I don't really understand that behavior, where I'm from. So, so, so that's why you got to be careful with your hate. Because you, you know, when you hate, you become the thing you hate. The behaviors and the actions that you're claiming is the reasons why we shouldn't deal with science. 
what I'm saying? It's the very way you acting. You know what I mean? By taping your brother's phone conversation or put me on a place where I don't know. So, you know what I'm saying? Once I realized I was on there, I just mind we went with it. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, look at the nigga you're arguing with. I ain't talking about um Dolomite. I wasn't arguing with him though. It no, just I'm happened. About the other the other fucking nigga. That well, he's bananas, but they was both on oh, there, bro. bro. And once I was in it, I was just in it. It is what that, it is. That make no sense. That no, nah, it ain't make no sense, but I mean, it was what it was, yo. And All right, family. We got the number in the chat room. If you want to call in, let's get it in. Let's get these callers up. Let's get it in, fam. Talk to our brother, Unc. Don't argue with him. Ask a question. Because if you try to... No, I'm talking to the people. Oh. If you come in trying to argue with Unc, I'm just going to hang up on you. Ask a question to the brother. And maybe you can learn something, family. Maybe you can learn something. So, I mean, I think it's just um, somebody said, do I agree with dinosaur fossils? Yes, I agree with dinosaur fossils. They fossil. They've been fossilized. They've been preserved. Absolutely. And so anybody don't believe in fossils need to go to a museum and look at the fossils. And then right, here, we go. here we go. Uh, we got the first call. All right, go ahead. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name and where you calling from? What's up? My name is Jamal. What's going on, Jamal? What's your question, man? Um, I was wondering, do y'all think uh don't say y'all, don't say y'all, Uncle's teaching. <laughs> and what? I said not y'all. Unc is teaching. Do you have a question for Unc? All right. Does, does Unc think that Black uh, Power is here before Columbus? Do Unc have you done any research? Well, I'm quite sure Unc knows that Blacks was here before Columbus. We was all over the world. The question is, where did we come from? But I'll let Unc answer that question. What was his question? What his was his question, question is, do you believe that Blacks been here before Columbus. Uh, yes, brown skinned people was in America before any pale skinned people. See that? We know that, bro. The question is, where did they come from? See, that's what y'all don't want to deal with. Hey, no, no, no. I'm not worried about that. Like, I know we're all related. Okay. To the people of Africa. I already know that. All right, brother. But so, I was wishing that um, y'all can touch on that topic more. Okay. So so when you so let's do this. We can look at the planet Earth, and since we know it's not flat, right? There's a band that goes around the planet. It's called the equator. So you can be in Africa and go to your to the equator. You can be in Australia and touch the equator. And you can be in North America, South I mean South America, Mesoamerica, and catch the equator. And so based off of studying being studying science and uh, evolution and understanding the development of skin and why we have skin uh, and why we have melanin, melanin, melocytes, uh, the, 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 that's the, uh, the cells on the skin, it's called melocytes, that actually produce the melanin, that actually blocks out the harmful UVA rays. Based off of understanding that, right, we know that people that need the equator are gonna have browner, more browner skin than those who aren't on the equator. So people in Mesoamerica, that's why you can look at those paintings and find these people to be brown because Mother Nature has afforded them protection from the sun. Now, that does not make them sub-Saharan African. That does not make them that. So, go ahead, bro. You know, um, 
I was looking at a, a recent painting, you know, about the black characters, right? Uh-huh. And with 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 uh, compared to you can look in the Calic Mall murals in okay. the city Calic Mall. You can type in Calic Mall murals and you can see the same black curves that they said uh crash from the slave ship. But it's like the same hopes and everything that doing the same pump run and everything. The, the 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 murals they they was on junk they found they found pottery with with pictures what are you saying what are you saying they was what no I'm I'm saying the y'all look at the colonial objects the colonial artifacts yeah we look at all the artifacts but you can't use the eyeball test that's the worst thing that's the worst evidence is the good old fashioned eyeball test I'm gonna tell you all right, right now. All right, thank you, brother. We got to move on. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know. All right, brother. We got to move on. Hold on. Call from Unknown Call. Peace and Black Power Family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, y'all, man. This is Rob from Cal. I got a question, Bob. Yeah, what's your question? I got a question. My question is, yeah, I know this is here from the beginning. So does that mean we still didn't come from Africa, or did we and you're here before the white man got here, and does that make a- Can you, can you speak? Can you take your phone off the speaker? Yeah. I'm not on the speaker. Oh, turn it down in the background then, because I hear a lot of noise. Yeah, you gotta turn his, his uh, thing down. Don't turn his TV down. My question is, uh, all right. He said we, we were here before Columbus, that's true, because the black man was all over the world before the white man even got here, right? So yeah, my question is, yeah. So does that make us ab or original? You know what I'm saying? Because they want to be like aboriginals or original. So since ab is really not, you know, it's just abbreviation. So are we the original or are we aboriginals? All right. We none of that. We not, we not none of that. We none of that. Thanks, homie. Yeah, we none of that. Like, like for real. And the point I want to make clear. When I said there was brown people here, you could be brown and not be Sub-Saharan African, right? You can be brown. I'm gonna say this again. You can be an Indian. All right. I said, I said you can be brown and not be. You breaking up? I can't hear you. You breaking up on my end? Bro, uh, you got something playing in the background? Yeah, you got that you? I told you I'm doing music. I'm in the studio. Well, that's what I'm doing. I was saying this skin color is not a good identifier for the different variations of human beings. We know for a fact that brown people, the majority of Earth population is brown people. What we do is we disrespect the force in nature. There are forces in nature. When human beings walked uh, out of Africa, small pockets of Africans, right? left out of Africa, broke away from the gene pool, okay? This is called genetic drift. And as they go through different environments, right, they transform for protection. You know, people wasn't fully clothed in cars and air conditioned. And so they they, they transform in their environment. This is called natural selection. So by, so, so by the time they get to know- Hold up, hold up. So you said, because where we at on the continent, we can lose our pigmentation, what you saying? No, I'm yeah, yeah. Pigmentation can go back and forth based off the environment. Absolutely, sure can. 
So you saying if I move to a cold climate and me be in the dark African brother, I'm gonna turn light skinned? No, nah, that don't make no sense. Remember, evolution occurs through the gene. How to climb into a colder climate, that means I'm going to lose pigmentation, right? Uh, you just cut me off, bro. Let me, let me say what I want to say. Evolution does not occur in the individual. So you will not lose anything. What will happen is over time, your babies will. So over time, my kids are going to be lighter and lighter and lighter. Do you know why? I'm asking you. Because, because vitamin D deficiency will start to occur in those that are darker in regions where the UVA rays aren't as strong. So your darker kids will block out too much sun. And so the only ones that will survive over time will be those who allow the, the sun rays in. Because they will get rickets, vitamin D deficiency. And so the population, listen, so evolution, occurs, okay, finish. So the po evolution occurs in the population. So the population will get lighter over time, bro. Not the individual. Okay. You know what I'm saying? My ancestors came from Africa quite a while back. But I got a cousin and he lived here in America, born in America, and he's just as dark as the darkest African in Africa that you can see. So why isn't he lighter since he lived in a lighter in a, in a different climate? So I thought you heard what I said. I did hear what you said. I did ask you another question. Oh, what I said was evolution does not occur in one human being. It occurs in the population. It's just a theory with no facts to back it up. I'm studying that now. And evolution is, like I say, a theory is just something with no facts. It's just a theory until you have actual facts to back it up. So do you have actual facts to back up the evolution theory? So yeah. what book What book you been reading, brother? Yeah, he's just trying to cut me off, man. He's just trying to... Hold on, hold on. You got a million books. Brother, 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 I asked you a question, a simple question. What books have you read on the topic, brother? Like I said, I'm in school right now, bro. All right, I thought so. I'll talk to you later, man. Talk to you later, brother. Talk to you later, man. Let me say this real quick, man. what I'm talking about. These Negroes want to argue with you, huh? That's what I'm telling you. They're not qualified. They're not qualified. They go on by what sound good and what don't sound good. And then when you ask them a simple question, what book have you read on the topic? Now they don't know. Now they want to argue. How you going to argue your point? Get the hell out of here. Don't waste your time. Let's one go, man. Let's get these calls in. All right, hold on one second, Sarnetta. Um, <laughs> in the chat room, you got uh, Easy Band said, uh, the Nazis used Darwin to prove that they were an evolved superior Aryan race. No, the Nazis used Darwinism, uh, misinformation on evolution. So Jesse Owens went right over there and immediately beat him down in track and field, which proved that they wasn't superior. So evolution actually has no direction, and evolution does not teach that we are superior. Matter of fact, evolution actually taught that the Europeans was wrong in saying that the Europeans was, quote, unquote, superior. All right. Call from unknown call. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name and where you call it from? Peace and Black Power. This is... I'm in the chat right now, looking at, looking at all the business. So I just want to give a shout out to you, Sarnetta, and Aunt. I really enjoy the show. And um, my only question is, can Aunt please give us his degree or, um, you know, 
to credential and his studies. And can you give us a little information on the on the squad? Because people are really like, you know, coming at his neck in the chat saying that he has no conditions or any right to talk on these topics. Okay, so let's get this straight. I'm a I'm a universal street scholar. Um I go to universities, I go to their libraries, I read, I study. I never said I had any formal training. I'm an amateur in the field of evolution, which uh, if, if you know anything about the fields, you know, an amateur can be very serious what they do. So I don't have to have credentials to teach this. What I do do is I teach scientific literacy. We do have brothers and sisters on the squad that would have credentials that y'all might be looking for. So, but I didn't know I had to have credentials uh, to give the proper information out. The, the fact of the matter is people in the chat room are dumb as doorknobs. Why? Because they continue over years to argue against the truth with the lies, sis. They don't have any documentation. So I use the same documentation. I agree with you. I agree with you. They kept access to sources and you dropped them every time. Before you opened up, you said you were talking about scientific racism and you were going to cover the Darwin theory. And you you told us, you know, what was the correct information from the theory and what you do not agree with, which is Africans being subhuman. And you also were saying that he was talking about plants and not actual humans. So, I mean, people with ears and eyes can grasp the message that you're giving. But even if you're not educated um, and, well, not, I'm sorry, not educated, but you don't have credentials in this field exactly, you still can be highly knowledgeable. Like, a lot of our leaders didn't even, you know, go to college, but we still, like Michael Max. You know, but we still can draw information from them that's right and correct. So, um, so you said there are people in the Amaran Scott squad who do have college degrees. Yeah, uh, shoot, man, you, you got Dr. Dr. Mayat. She teaches at uh, uh, Morgan State right. University. And I, listen, I already knew this. I just wanted you to reiterate it for the people in the chat because all right, hold on, hold on, sister, hold on, sister, Dr. Mayat. Yeah, uh, name them all. You got sister, a uh, uh, sister Naya. She has a master's degree, right, in, in the field of uh, psychology. You got uh, uh, a Uh He's working on his master's degree in computer science. Uh, you got uh, Sanjeti. Uh, he's in the, med the medical and the, bi the bi biology field. Uh, you got a uh, br uh, brother Nahisi. I uh, think he has a degree. So most people on the squad. You got brother Ben. Uh, he has his master's degree. Uh, you got Brother Smash Rockwells. Uh, he doesn't have a degree. So the majority of people on the Amaral squad actually have degrees. But 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 that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't mean a heat of beans. So no one is trying to throw degrees at people. We're, we're throwing correct information. Like, like watch this, sis. The last caller, the reason he's confused, because he can't get past step one. Step one is understand what a theory is and what a theory is not. He doesn't understand that. So everything based off of the mis- understanding of what a theory is, right? He gonna be wrong. He gonna be mixed up. You gotta know what a theory is. A theory is a collection of facts organized, right? To understand something. A collection of facts organized. So, but they don't understand that. So when scientists use the word theory, it's totally different when a group of brothers and sisters outside shooting the shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. a, and a lovely sister walked by and she has a, a beautiful shape and everybody theory is well, she ate grits when she was growing up. That's why she that's why she lushes like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, it, it was hilarious because you were trying to explain to him that evolution doesn't happen over one generation, like it takes thousands of years, but it wasn't like sticking. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think the thing is people 
have their minds made up and they don't want to change their mind frame. So it's like cognitive dissonance. Like, you know, you can give them as much information as you want, but they're not going to change their mind. So you know what? I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm not, you know what? I'm not trying to change their mind. What I am doing is I'm making the information available for those who are going to grow. And so, for instance, we wouldn't even be on this phone if our ancestors would have had science and technology up to par. So they focus on what they call now spirituality in Africa, right? What they don't focus on is what the foundation was. The foundation was the study of the natural world. The study of the natural world is science. What's the definition of science? Knowledge. Knowledge of what though? Knowledge of the natural world. So if you do not have knowledge of the natural world, you will always get beat down by a superior, scientifically sound culture. Right. Yes, man, I totally, totally agree. Um, one last question, I'm sorry. Could you just give us the sources of the books that you covered today? Because they keep asking the sources and you gave them, and even in the slides that you presented, it had the, it had the sources in the um, you know, in the headings. So could you please just reiterate it for the people in the chat that's a little slow? Okay, I got you. So I got this book right here. We got Ebony and Ivory, uh, and it's talking about uh, scientific racism and how they taught it, taught it in Harvard and Yale. Okay. It also talks about mm -hmm. how science actually conquered out. Then you got Darwin, Darwin's a uh, sacred cause documented evidence of all his letters and stuff that he was an abolitionist and he was actually against slavery, you know, with quotes documented, right? And then we got the actual book, Charles Darwin's book, The Origin of Man. I mean, not The Origin of Man. Um, hold on, let, me get the, let me get this real quick. Not The Origin, The Origin of the Species, okay? All right, The Origin of the Species. Oh, you gotta get that book. And the title to people who don't really study really knocks them out the box. And so the title of the book is The Origin of the Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of the Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. But since most people read the cover or take the creationists and, and take the bottom part, match it up and say, yeah, Darwin was talking about the struggle of races and who's the favorite races, Unc, and all that. It's not talking about races, sis. If they would just buy the book, they would see all of Darwin's drawings and pictures. You know, clearly talking about varieties of plants and animals. So, you know, Darwin was kind of smart, though. He understood that during his time, right, he couldn't talk about humans. Because yes. think about it, they thought the world began in October 4004 BCZ at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, You're talking about a stretch now, right? So he talked about plants and animals. Now, if you're smart enough, which we are today, we know that that humans, plants, and animals are not separated. We're not separated. So if you're talking about plants and animals, you're talking about humans too. I just want to make that point. Right. Well, listen, I thank you so much for joining us. You know, keep up the good work, y'all. And thank you for dropping up on for the people who need to hear it again. I appreciate that, sis. And thank thank you for coming on and helping me out, making sure I had them sources. I really appreciate those questions you asked. Really was a help. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much, King. Good night, y'all. Right, good, good night. Good night. All right. All right. That's what's up there. That's what's up. That was a nice caller right there. Pretty yeah. good. Call from unknown caller. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name and where you're calling from? Peace and power to the people. This is Brother D from Chicago. What's happening with the side, man? All right, what's up, man? I got Unc in the building. 
Oh, What's going on, brother? What's up with you? No, no, not at all. Uh, you gotta look at the date. First of all, pe if people even agree, it's called plate tectonic theory. First of all, oh, I'm, I'm all right, that's it. He hung up. That's good. Um, the answer is no. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, Nay? I think the million dollar question is, uh, could you explain to these animals the difference between the Sub-Saharan African and the Australoid? You hear that, huh? Australoid, the Australians. All right, well, shoot, they left out of Africa about 60,000 years ago, migrated to the continent of Australia. They mixed with uh, Denisovan, which is an archaic human. And, you know, there they start to diversify in Australia. So, 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 so really, the Australian population represent a non-African population. When I say non-African, I mean that they genes mutated outside of Africa. So whenever we say Africans and non-Africans, those who genes have transformed and mutated outside of Africa. So the Aboriginal, I mean the the, the elbow, whatever you call them, the Australian, the, the Australians, their genes actually mutated outside of Africa. Uh, most people disrespect the force and power in nature. The most powerful thing that we will ever know in our lifetime is the sun. The next power is, is gravity, is water. So these are the forces of nature that actually uh, push put pressure on living organisms on planet Earth. That's why we all die at the end of the day, because pressures over the last uh, 30, 40, 50, 70 years uh, put, put too much pressure on us, and our bodies succumb to the pressures and the forces of nature, and we die. So, you know, it, it's just disrespectful. And more people respect the Bible than they respect nature. Nature born you and nature kill you. Facts. So is one more question, right? Is the Native American, uh, what's the difference between oh. the Native American and oh. the Sub-Saharan African? About, uh, about 100,000 some years. That's the damn difference. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, Good answer, man. I like that. Yeah, we've been here for about 200,000 years, man. Native American is fairly new. The oldest finds they got go back to about what twenty thousand, maybe, and so they transformed through environment as they left Africa. So no one caught no boat over here in the early times. There is no find at one hundred twenty-five thousand years in North America. They have mastodon bones. They don't have any human finds at all at one hundred thousand years. So I don't know what they be talking about. They just be talking. They just be having fun. They don't really have a real study. So what do you say to a pseudo that believes in Pangaea? Or yeah, because like I said, you don't have human. Uh, uh, Pangaea goes back. It's called plate tectonics. It, it, the theory of plate tectonics, when the plate started to come apart, that's out at about 250 million years. You don't have humans at 250 million years. They're just talking. They cannot prove it and verify. They're just talking. Okay. I appreciate that, man. Y'all keep doing y'all work, man. That's us. Yes, sir. Why you block me, man? I didn't block you, brother. I'm blocking you. Oh, man, I can't make a comment, man. Wait, what? Me, man. man, hold on. Hey, yo, text me your, um, Lex Luthor. Yeah. That's, 
Every time I disagree with you, you block me, man. I still lay though, bro. Nah, let me see. Uh, hold on, man. We had a block party. All right, let me go see. Hold on, I'm gonna unblock you right now. Uh, how your avatar look? Uh, it's, it's blank, man. There's no picture out there. You sure I did it or somebody, one of the moderators? Probably one of the moderators. Yeah. Can you unblock me? I'm going to disagree sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could disagree, brother. That's what I'm looking for right now. I'm looking for your, um, do you have any videos on your channel? None. Damn, so it's hard for me I to find it. I just come to learn. I just come to learn. That's it, man. How do you spell it? Oh, damn. X-L-U-T-H-O-R. Yeah, that's what I got. It's hard to find it. Your page don't pop okay. up. Okay, that's what it is, man. Y'all keep doing y'all work, man. I'll find you somewhere, man. By tomorrow, you should be free. Out of jail, man. <laughs> yeah. Out of YouTube prison. I'll look for it, man. We should. And, bro, one more thing, man. What about the Jesse Lee Peterson thing we talking about, man? Who you talking about? Jesse Lee Peterson. That, that goon, man. How come you ain't get him yet? Who, me? Yeah, we talked about it already. Hey, you talk to so many people you probably don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, man. Well, that's what it is. I'll talk to you another time about it, man. I'm enjoying the show. Keep doing your thing, bro. All right. I'm going I'm to um, I'm go look for you right now and I'll unblock you, man. Okay. Peace, so let me, let, me, let me bring this in real quick because people are always bring in uh, real, real black atheism in questions. Let me come to page 137 of this book entitled Battle of the Gods Atheism in the Ancient World, right? So it says right here on page 137, it says, um, uh, and still in belief in the gods, the Athenian insist is absolutely essential to the functioning of a just society. So at this point, the Athenians, the Greeks thought it was essential to institute the gods in a just society. So your society is not just without you know the gods. It says, therefore, there must be penalties laid down against anyone who insults the gods, either in deed or in word. So that's when they started calling you atheists when you went against the state-sponsored religion. Go ahead. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name and where you calling from? All right. Can you take me off the speaker so we can hear you clear? I'm not. All right. Talk to him. We got Unc in the building. What's good? All right, uh, uh, like you were saying about, uh, parents, you question. I was like, uh, with the bad straight out of the, uh, the people migrating into America. Huh? Like, uh, how, no, you know how you said the bad straight out of migrating into America from, uh, Africa? Oh. Uh, genetic drift or something, what do you call it? No, 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 I said genetic drift is when, is when, a a. a Population breaks away from the mother population and start to develop different mutations. That's called genetic drift, the genes drift. It's like having a crayon box of about 100 crayons with different colors. And you take 10 out that box of 100. And so now you have lesser diversity. So I was just talking about the genes. Uh, like the band, like, uh, is it, like the band straight, isn't it like underwater right now? Yes. Like in, in yeah, it's underwater because of the ice age. When the ice, when the ice, when the ice melt from the glaciers, uh, the, the 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 water levels change, and so this is where we get um, 
so, so we get uh, the Michigan, the Great Lakes is based off of the ice melting, yeah. and um, Niagara Falls. All this comes from uh, the ice glaciers melting. Yeah. Uh, so I was on uh, my question was is like something. The giant ancient camel is. How old is it? It's it's, it's forty five million years ago, yo. So we had America forty five originated America forty five million years ago. Yes, sir. But uh, I'm saying it's like so. Listen, and they, look, listen, and they migrated. They they crossed the burn. No, they crossed that. That wasn't covered during that time. Forty five million years ago. Yeah. I did. So okay. You get that? Okay. Yeah, so they walked across. Yeah, they migrated to Eurasia. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. All right, brother. All right, man. And so you can verify that with deposits of camel bones. Yeah, you just can't, you know what I'm saying? So you can actually find the, uh, you know, you can find the archaeology on that, just like mastodons. So the question is, when people think the evolution is not real, what the hell is a mastodon? The mastodons will later on become elephants. You, you feel me? The, the woolly mammoth with hair. How come elephants don't have full body hair no more? Right? Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It, okay, so we know we, we know that evolution one does not have a direction. We know that the races. Racism, racism, white supremacy during that particular time, they misused Darwin's theory. And so they used it, in the misuse of it, uh, you know, his cousin Galton actually started what they call eugenics, right? Which is which was they figured out was a pseudoscience. Okay. So at, at the end of the day, yo, I'd like to make this point very important. And so when you split atoms, right? What is splitting atoms? You split atoms, you can create a thermonuclear weapon, and you can drop it on. Nagasaki and Hiroshima and kill hundreds of thousands of people, right? You can take that same splitting of atoms and heat cities and light cities, right? So science is not evil. It's the misuse of science that is evil. I just want to make that point, sir. Peace and black power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Um, uh, brother, you want to call from Detroit? What's going on, brother Jamal? Uh, are you still out with Unc? 
Yes, we still here. We're listening to you. Okay. Um, what I would like to know is Bump saw the article by uh, National Geographic called Modern uh, Europe's Genetic History Starts in Stone Age, where they uh, say that the white man pretty much showed up like 6,500 years ago. And if he shows us, and I want to know if Bump agree or disagree, do they know what they're talking about? Or coming from us, are they wrong? The white man didn't show up 6,500 years ago. Because from my understanding, the ice age was like 10 to 11,000 years ago. If you do agree with it, can you, can you explain why does a white man mutate 6,500 years ago? I, I know, but I don't even know what article you're talking about. The article I think you're talking oh, about, he wasn't yeah, white. He was I got some place in the chat right now. But he wasn't white, though, remember? He was brown, remember? Inside the chat. What's the name of it? Okay, uh, Okay, so then the Young Wild um, links to be posted. You can just type in um, National Geographic's Modern Europe, Europe's Genetic History Starts in Stone Age, and it'll come right up. It should be the first uh, link on Google. Oh, and, and the white man pretty much showed up 6,500 years ago. Hold on. Um, and, um, Hold on. What, what is it? What is it? Modern what? So, so modern Europe's Genetic history starts in Stone Age. Modern Europe's history. Watch this. Modern Europe's history starts in Stone Age. S-T-A-R starts in, okay. Stone Age. Okay, okay. All right, let me see what we got here. Okay, we're having fun now. All right. Um, okay. Look at it. National Geographic. Uh, hold on, it's coming up. I can't see the picture. Why the picture ain't coming up? Okay, all right. <laughs> Who the hell is these people right here? Okay, modern. Okay, let's look at it. Uh, scientists create. You want to read it? You want to read it? So we get to it? We Can you hear me, brother? Yeah. Uh, uh, you got it. Go ahead. Start reading. No, let's go. Let's get. Let's break it down. Come on. Let's see if he was reading what you was reading. Huh? He said, go ahead and start reading it. Start reading. Let's go. Let's break it down. No, no, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. He said he wants you to read what you're talking about. We're not going to do that. Come on, man. Read so everybody can know. Don't just tell me what they're saying. Read what they're saying. Okay. DNA recovered from ancient skeletons revealed that the genetic makeup of modern Europe was established around 4,500 BC in the mid Neolithic or 16,500 years ago. Hey, stop. The first farmer to arrive in the area around 7,500 years ago. Uh -huh. Early 100 gatherers. All right. So what you talking about? Hey, <laughs> you got your dates wrong. You were so busy trying to win. You read it wrong, bro. What did I read wrong? Because it's just 6,000 years ago, man. What, what was, I thought you said 60,000, yo. Oh, no, no. I said 6,000. I said sixty. Oh, okay. So what's wrong? What's wrong with that? No, what I'm saying is they're saying that the genetic white folks transformed or trans. I'm also asking what do you think about it. I thought you might have seen this. 
No, I never see that. That's why we're going to leave. 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 I say, so why? So you saying I got to read every all? That's why I'm asking you to read it. Let's keep going. I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying that. I'm no, I'm not. Hey, you're not hearing me right. I'm not. I'm not thinking you're attacking me. I'm not thinking you're attacking me. Let's finish reading it though, because I thought you said sixty thousand. You said you said seven thousand. Early group. Go ahead. Okay, arrived. And the genetics show that something around that class, the genetic signature of previous populations to disappear. Chair Alan Cooper, director of the Australian Center of Ancient DNA at the University of, I think this is Adelaide, where the research was performed. All right, now stop. Now hold on. Now stop. Now stop. Now let's get some. Let's get some clarity. First of all, it's saying, it, watch this. If you go back up, it says DNA recovered from ancient skeletons revealed that the genetic makeup of modern Europe, Europe, was a, modern Europe. Listen, the people that's there now was established around 4,500 BCE in the middle Neolithic or 6,500 years ago and not by first farmers who arrived in the area around 7,500 years ago, right? So it's saying that the, that the, the early population, yeah, you know I'm saying, uh, was the farmers, but it's saying the modern Europeans, right, is between 4,500 and 6,500. Then it goes on to say the genetics show that something around that point causes genetic signatures of the previous population to disappear. So the older population that was there disappeared, bro. That's what it's saying. Okay? Right. That's what they're saying. But you want to keep going? Keep going. Okay. What, what did you say? Okay. However, we don't know what happened. Huh? Are you saying something? No, go ahead. I'm, I'm did you finish reading? I just want to get clarity to that point. So okay. to this point. Of the origin of the mid yeah, where you at? You say, however, we don't know what happened and why the mid-Neolithic has not been previously identified as a time or major change, he said. Furthermore, the origin of the mid-Neolithic population that, that did form uh, the basis of the modern European are also unknown. They say the population moves around 4,500 BCE but where it came from remains a mystery. I mean, so what's the point you're saying, though? I'm trying to figure out what you. Okay, what I'm saying is, okay, talking about the genetic signature, we get on to the bottom. And, uh, not the bottom, but um, I see the, genetic, uh, genetic signatures. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, in the study, Cooper and his colleagues extracted mitochondrial DNA, which children inherit only from their mothers. Uh -huh. From the teeth of and bones of 39 skeletons found in central Germany. Mm -hmm. The skeletons reached, I'm sorry, ranged in age from about 7,500 to 2,500 years old. Mm -hmm. the, team, the team focused on a group of closely related mitochondrial lineage mutations in mitochondrial DNA that, a similar, that are similar to, other, to one another, known as. Uh, Haplopoot, what are you saying? Haplopoot. Yeah, Haplopoot H. Okay, which carried by up to 45% of modern Europeans. Uh -huh. Cooper, and his, Cooper and his colleagues focused on Haplogroup H because uh -huh. previous studies have indicated the mutation might have been present in Europeans' genetic makeup from several thousand years ago. Uh -huh. It's unclear how the Haplogroup became dominant in Europe. Some scientists have 
uh, proposed that it spread across the continent following a population boom after the end of the last ice age about 12,000 years ago. Okay. But the new data paint a different picture of the genetic foundation of modern Europe. Rather than a single or a few migration events, Europe was occupied several times in, wave, in waves by different groups from different directions and at different times. Mm-hmm. The first, the first modern Europe, the first modern humans to reach Europe arrived from Africa 35,000 to 40,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. But about 30,000 years ago, they were widespread throughout the area while their close cousins, the Neanderthals, disappeared. Mm-hmm. Hardly any of these early hunter-gatherers carried the H. Hopper group mm-hmm. in their DNA. Mm-hmm. About 7,500 years ago, during the early Neolithic period, another wave of humans expanded into Europe. This time from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. They carried in their genes the variant of the H. Hopper group mm-hmm. and in their minds knowledge of how to grow and raise crops. Archaeologists called these first century Europeans farmers the line of color, color, pottery culture. So named because their pottery often had linear decorations. Mm-hmm. The genetic evidence shows that the appearance of the LBK farmers and their unique H. Hopper groups coincide with a dramatic reduction of the U. Hopper group. The dominant Hopper group among the hunter gatherers living in Europe at that time. Okay. Farmers moved in. The finding settles, uh, I'm sorry, the finding settles a long standing debate among archaeologists, Sarah Wells, who is also a National Geographic explorer and resident. Archaeology alone can't determine whether culture movements, such as a new style of pottery, or, in their case, farming, was accompanied by the movement of people, Wells said in an email. In the study, we showed that changes in the European archaeological record are occupied by genetic changes, suggesting that cultural shifts were accompanied by the migration of people and their DNA. Mm-hmm. The LBK group and its descendants were very successful and uh, very successful and spread quickly across Europe. They became the first pan first pan European culture, if you like. Consider it, if you like, Cooper said. Given their success, it would be a natural. It would be natural to assume that members of the LBK culture were significant, uh, were significant the, uh, genetic ancestors of many Europeans. But the team's genetic ana- analysis revealed a surprise. About six thousand five hundred years ago, in the mid Neolithic, mm-hmm. the LBK culture was. Itself displaced. The Hoplo group H type uh, suddenly became very rare, and they were subsequently replaced by by populations bearing a different set of Hoplo group H variation. Uh-huh. So turnovers. So okay. So uh, what you what's the point you was making? It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty long article. As the article continues, uh-huh. it's that. They get this new group of people mm-hmm. that came into Europe, or came into Europe. Okay. And, and they're saying that it's, it's a white group that's coming into Europe, that they didn't have, that this new information is basically saying, if I can summarize, they only come in contact with any knowledge of white people, and it's happening right here, 
And as far as the, and the new information said it was 65, not 50,000, 6,500 years ago. So I'm saying if, if they mutated um, uh, during the ice age because they were in Europe, and I know some people say that it was the Gamorgi uh, that went to Europe, and then uh, the ice age came and they were locked in or something. And you guys, what you, you say, hold on, you said what though? You trying to say what? Say what? Trying to get point. You trying to say what's your key point though? Did you say the article is saying? Oh, okay, that white people. We we just getting white people. All right, hold on. All right, brother. Thank you, man. We oh, no, no, no. Hey, son, that you can't cut him right there. Oh, hold I got, on. I got an important call, brother. Oh man, come on, damn, Sal, really? We trying to get you with the damn what the point was. So. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, I got an important call, brother. That's why I'm on the show, um, but I ain't got you on. <laughs> yeah, y'all read all that, and we couldn't figure out what he was really saying. He was saying that white people. Yeah, yeah, I think. Hey, yeah. Man, what was he saying, yo? Okay. <laughs> God, he told into you. not you, blue pill. And then he went up on 25th to see if he's seen y'all, man. Mm. He walked up there today. Mm. Yeah. Hey, sorry, you crazy. Well, all right. Yeah. All right, send it to my email, saw.netta at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. All right, all right, no doubt, bro. Hey, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I had to because this is an important call. This is an important call. I'm setting up some shit for. I'm, I get um, it. Get your money. Get your money. Yeah, why you just, yeah, why you ain't just uh, put them on hold though? Nah, so, I just had another call, man. Oh man. Anyway, I don't know what his point was in the chat room. Did y'all know what the point is? What he was trying to say? Well, anyway, um, I have, let me let the family know what's going on. Tomorrow, I have Brother Jabari. Jabari is going to go all the way in, um, breaking down Dane Calloway. He finally found some time to come with a PowerPoint presentation, and he's going to go all the way in, debunking all of Dane Calloway's um, information or misinformation. That's going to be tomorrow. And it's going to be a double header. You know how your brother son going to give it to you. And I'm also going to give you um, I'm going to give you this one right here. This is a real dude right here that I'm about to show y'all. He went all the way in today, and his name is brother A. A. Rashid. And I'm going to give it to y'all tomorrow with the double header. And um, let me give y'all a sample of what's going on. Here we go. I say I ain't, I ain't know the Brooklyn is cause who I am now is not even that type of shit is not even honored. But this ain't no Brooklyn shit cause when I go around my way, niggas is still expecting me to be some shit I used to be when I was depraved. People is under the impression that the streets changed and that it's gentrification and all this shit. That ain't what it is. 
the type of niggas have changed. You heard? The hip hop I grew up on was the most militant during the time when the streets was the worst. So now that the streets are uh, clear, the ghouls and the goblins is either dead or in the penitentiary. And now the hip-hop has become depraved. My big homie just told me this right before I got him the train. He said, I... Everybody want to make their own documentary. <laughs> and, and I had to go after that. You know? Because he's right. Yes. That's A.A. Rashid, yo. Yeah, that's A.A. Rashid. Back in the day. Where the hell he went at, yo? Who <laughs> came back, resurrecting him? Hey, Rashid, black. Peace and black power family. Welcome to another sun. That'll teach you consciousness production. You already know what it is. You see who's on the screen. Make them. All right. I was just giving the people a little sample. Um. I got Brother Jabari tomorrow, and then I also have A.A. Rashid. We did A.A. Rashid today, and when I tell you he went all the way in, family, I mean, yo, man, this dude went all the way in, man. Real talk. All right, so, Brother Unk, let's close out, man. You got any closing? Let's close yeah, out, man. Yeah, hold on, man. I'm, I'm trying to get – y'all know I'm working on getting my subscribers up, so let me show y'all the channel. Yes, sir. I'm going to throw that in the subscription as well. Yeah, uh, here we go right here. Um, uh, Real Black Atheist on Fire. Go ahead and subscribe. I got 333 million subscribers, man. Y'all need to go ahead and add to that. All right? Make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe right there. All right, Real Black Atheist on Fire. All right, yeah, that's this channel, y'all. That's the Real Black Atheist on Fire. Keep it there for a minute, Uncle, and talk to the people. All right, and, um, you know, uh, like we were saying, if you don't understand scientific terms, uh, you're going to be in trouble in this conversation. If you don't have books on biology and anthropology, archaeology, you don't understand dating, thermoluminescence, if you don't understand what a fossil is, if you don't understand uh, rocks, if you don't understand geological time, you're going to be in trouble with this conversation. If you don't understand that the foundation of what we was as African people was science, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, so we, we led the way in the medical fields. Uh, you know, we gave the world medicines and, and we say this all the time. The Nubians uh, absolutely understood evolution based off of the creation of penicillin. They created that. Um, and they had it in their, in, in, you know, in their culture for at least 200 years. And we know that uh, uh, antibodies and stuff like that develop certain um, uh, resistance to antibodies. And so for that cocktail to work, the people dealing with it would have to understand evolution. So we know based off of what the, the Egyptians did and what the Nubians did, that their medicine was evolutionary minded. Uh, 
Uh, I know I teach biological and human evolution uh, and, and scientific literacy so that we can compete on the world stage. So at the end of the day, the rest of the world is in the space age. We're trying to get Africa in the space age. I All right, uh, you can remove the picture. Hey, family, I'm throwing the link in there. If you want to find this page, his channel, click on the link that you see in the chat room and make sure y'all go subscribe to Unk. All right? He Unk been with us for so long. I mean, we got to show our brother love, man. Here's his um YouTube channel. And this right is the link. Let's go. And this is the second page, Amaral Squad Media. Amaral right. Squad Media. That's the second page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe. We got a thousand, one thousand three hundred subscribers. All right. Okay. Um, I know they had our channels taken down. Uh, you know when it, when we put the heat on the community for real, then everybody want to cry. You know, and everybody want to play the game and 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 snitch and do all that. And I find that to be very interesting. They couldn't compete. All right. So you know that's what that is. Um. Let me get that off there. So there y'all go with that. We stop sharing on that. Hey, shout out, shout out to brother Polite, Polite in the chat room. <laughs> he said he just subscribed, Buck. <laughs> About time. See you late. Shout out to brother Polite, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. Is that the real Polite? Well, I clicked on his channel. <laughs> and uh, that's the real Polite, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you got a nice crowd in the building too, son. Now let me go ahead and run my uh run these joints. Yeah, go ahead, run it again. Run this yeah, again. Make sure he get them shits. Yeah, polite. Yeah, ain't no red in that neither, polite. You can get this. You can get these. It is red in there. Oh, he oh he don't wear no red. So the red black, so he don't do polite, the colors. Polite wear red, man. <laughs> hey man, if y'all got organizations that wear boots, man, y'all RBG and Black Power and all that, here y'all go, man. Y'all gotta stop supporting racism, white supremacy. If you wanna, if you wanna know your level of commitment to racism, white supremacy, all you gotta do is check your closet. All you gotta do is look down at your feet. All you gotta do is look at your shirt, right? That's your level of commitment to racism, white supremacy. So we got the boots, right? Y'all go to Abjuwear. That's A B D J U W E A R. dot com, right? Uh, you can go to Instagram at Abjuwear. All right, uh, these are new joints that came out uh, uh, from one of the greatest companies, uh, um, Negas Footwear. All right, okay, you know we carry their brands, right? Also got these running shoe. Okay, all right. So you know, brother Tariq is doing his thing, man. All right, calling the Godfather shoes. But here you go, right here. All right, so we carry all these brands. All right. All right. And then we got this white one. So when am I going to get mine? Next week or what, bro? Where are you doing all this goddamn promotion and I ain't wearing my shit? Well, you ain't doing no damn promotion, nigga. You just, you just. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is doing promotion now. What the hell are you talking about? Shit, you ain't going to help me. And then we got, we got the ab juice, the Lucille Parks. You know, inspired. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where I grew Yo, up. At. Number one, when Monica Lamb be on my channel when I'm live, she promotes you every time, brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're the only one, but you don't do it. No, she do it. I don't need to do it. She doesn't. I don't need to do it. That's why I don't need to. 
That's why I need to send her the damn shoes, not you. No, no, no. She's my moderator, brother. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Hey, what's up? I really enjoyed uh, you let me come through, man. Um, I thought the presentation was spot on. Yeah, it um, was spot on, man. You already know the pseudo's gonna be banging tomorrow on you. Yeah, that's cool. I ain't mad. What I'm not doing is I'm, I'm not responding, having brothers on. I don't be, I ain't responding. There you go. That's yeah, it. Not. But what I don't do is I don't have brothers on the phone and take their phone conversations like the feds do. I don't do that. That's don't, right. Uh, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they can't win anyway, yo. And so, you know, in closing, what I really want to say is I want to make this very clear. Charles Darwin could have been a racist. Uh, Hitler, Nazis and the boys, took eugenics and ran with it, murdered people, murdered the poor, murdered impoverished, murdered murdered the Jewish people, murdered black people, murdered niggas without a job in Nazi Germany. They took it and ran with the evolution thing. Um, you could do that, but that has nothing to do with the real understanding of biological human evolution. I just want to make that clear. That's a straw man argument, right? Because people misappropriate and misunderstand ideas. People calling in the show did that tonight. Misunderstand scientific terms and will go back and tell people that Unc is teaching that we come from monkeys. That's the same thing they did. They said that Darwin was teaching we came from monkeys. His own words say we don't. Just say we have a common ancestor. So I, so, I, so I give you the example of a thermal uh, a splitting of atoms, right? You got splitting of atoms, okay? And you can make a thermonuclear bomb with that. And how, hold up, um, how can we how can we purchase the boots? Go on. I want to purchase, I want to purchase some for my son tomorrow. Abjuwear.com. A B D J U W E A R.com. That's A B D J U W E A R.com. Make sure y'all subscribe to um, on Instagram at Abjuwear. All right. You can go there. You, you can go to Instagram right there. Yep. There you have it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I just want to make it uh, make it very clear that you know you can you can blow up Nagasaki and Hiroshima, okay, with the splitting of atoms, okay, which is called uh, fission, right? Or you can heat a city with a thermonuclear reactor. You know what I'm saying? You can heat and light a city, right? So science depends on the culture that's using it, okay? So science is not evil, and science is not, not is not against God for those of us who hold religion, okay? And, and then you got you got fission, you got fusion, all right? Fusion is what the sun does. Uh, the sun is fusion, meaning fission. You you have so when they had the thermonuclear reactors, they get uh you get a byproduct from that, and it's radioactive, and so that's why that's really not good energy at the end of the day because it leaves a lot of radioactive material, right? But fusion, you know what I'm saying, leaves no, doesn't leave none of that. And so they're trying to work on that to get that type of clean energy. The point I want to make is at the end of the day, going day, right? You can use evolution to murder people in Nazi Germany, or you can use evolution to cure malaria in Asia. Understanding that the malaria is, is starting to get resistant 
to the malaria drugs in Asia right now. Y'all didn't know that. Your medicine has to be evolutionary minded, right? So if we're going to have build strong communities, then we have to have communities whose medicine is evolutionary minded because we are surrounded by pathogens and viruses that mutate and transform, you know what I'm saying, in minutes. That's why we have so many different types of cancers. They have mutated uh, based off of not dying out when we give certain drugs. They become resistant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got antibodies that kill bacteria. You, you feel me? But these bacteria evolve. These viruses evolve like AIDS. There are different variations of AIDS based off of the evolution. So evolution is real. Viruses attack us. So we can't think that we're going to deal with a culture that is superior in science and technology, keep them off our ass, you know what I'm saying, with some type of religion. So God ain't stopped them from going to Africa. God didn't stop the Europeans the, or, 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 or the quote unquote Muslims from going to Africa and enslaving us, right? It was the science of technology amongst the Haitians, you know what I'm saying, that defeated Napoleon. You know what I'm saying? They used biology against them. They used science. They used the plants, the science of the plants and the poisons. Uh, they, they, they used uh, uh, weapons that they took. They used guerrilla warfare, you know what I'm saying, which was first used by Nzinga of the Congo. You know what I'm saying? So the only way we're going to protect ourselves against those people who want to use science for evil, right, is to have scientists, is to understand science. There's the only way you can do, you can't defeat science, you know what I'm saying, with religion. You can only defeat science with science. So all these people that's teaching you this, all these religious people that's teaching you that the Amaral squad teach white science and science is evil against God, man, they want you to die. That's my clue. Well, hey, uh, what is white science though? White science is the term used by those who are fools, ignorance, and damn white dumb. But what I'm saying is, uh, is no such thing as white science, man. No, it's just now, now they're putting colors on science: black science, white science, uh, yellow science, brown science. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? No, I know what's going on, yo. They just retarded, yeah. yo. They just retarded. They say, "Unk, could the ancient Africans build today's weapons?" There's no record of it. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't, because if they did, they would we wouldn't be over here right now. They wouldn't have got defeated by the Hiscos, right? They wouldn't have got defeated by the uh, Assyrians, all right? They wouldn't have got defeated by the Persians. They wouldn't have got defeated by the Greeks. They wouldn't have got defeated by the Romans, uh, by the Arabs, by the quote-unquote uh, Europeans. And so remember, ladies and gentlemen, Africa has been underdeveloped. So by the time the Europeans came, we was underdeveloped to the point where we could not defend ourselves against uh, a nation that was technically and scientifically more sound than we was. It's just, it is what it is. Facts. Matter of fact, they use Egyptian science against us. Ain't that crazy? Right. All right. Somebody says, Sarnetta is an undercover Muslim. No, I'm not an undercover Muslim. I just support good people. I support my people, whether I'm a Muslim or not. Brothers like Nori Muhammad, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, um, uh, Brother Ben X, Minister Louis Farrakhan, those are my family. So I'm going to support my family. I don't have to subscribe to their way of life or their teaching. I just support my brothers and my people. You That's see? Because if I was a Muslim, you would have seen me and arguing from the beginning. He got here to the end of it. But you don't see us arguing, right? 
So what that tell you? So that is not a Muslim. I'm a free-minded thinking man. <laughs> See, if I was a Muslim, I'd be limited in my understanding. I'd be limited in my knowledge. I'd be limited in, in so many things where I'd be attacking everybody who goes against my faith or my religion. So that right there shows you that I'm not. I'm neither a Muslim, Christian, uh, none of that, none of that stuff. I just support my family. That's all. In the news media. Hey, man, y'all go to the site. The White Shoes is on the site. It's right beside the black ones. On the abjuwear.com. A-B-D-J-U-W-E-A-R. The white ones right beside the black ones. Yeah. All right, now, when you going to send my You're a news outlet, though, brother. Right. So when you going to send mine out? Will I be wearing my white ones by tomorrow? I mean, by next week? Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. We're gonna hold you to that, brother. Yeah, hold me. To, yeah, well, I know. I ain't been, I've never sent you no shoes before. Me and Uncle Shug gonna hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, man. <Somebody> oxygen. <laughs> you understand if science is flawed or European minded, which is why you don't understand the true concept of God. See, there you go with that again. See, there you go. That's why the Hebrew Israelites will be standing in the middle of the field holding up the Holy Bible and get shot down because it ain't going to stop no bullets. That's why. How about that? Let's get that started. See what I'm saying? How about that? Bunch of nonsense, man. Honor this Floyd. Man, so watch this. So if we supposed to be the greatest people on planet Earth. Don't they say that? Yeah. How can, how can the greatest people on Earth, right, get dismantled and conquered by some lesser people? How did that happen? How, how how did Jews in the oven? How did that happen? See? How did that happen? How come the Hebrew Israelites in the Bible never win? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. They never win. So I don't want to hear all that, man. Science. People don't even understand science, man. You know, they just talking. Who else we got in here? Let's see. Who else we got in here? Let's see. Let's see. Um... Oh, a honky said that. Yeah, white boys, bananas. Uh, how many races are there? There, are, there ain't no race. This is everybody racing towards Africa to get our resources. That's right. Ain't no <laughs> damn race. What's wrong? Let's see, see that? Now y'all done followed into the white man's uh, information now. Yeah, because they said that, remember? And that's what the lecture was on, uh, scientific racism, is when they said it was different races and we was a lesser race. So whenever we say that, we actually mimic the behavior of those who enslaved us. I've been trying to tell you. Hey, Polite, you are in the building, Polite. Eman Bashir called me and asked me to set up a part two debate with you and him on my Google Hangout. And I called you and asked you, are you willing to do it? Let me know when you're free. I can have you and Eman Bashir go in. And I mean, Bashir want a piece of you. He think he got better. He think he get better on the on the Muslim thing. Uh, uh, so let's get that in, polite. Uh, All share up tomorrow and see if we can come up with a date and get y'all in there. Hey, you gotta talk good about Con Calloway, man. <laughs> Why ain't nobody addressed the video I did on Con Calloway when he misappropriated information and used genes and genetics? You know oh my God, because that was a killer. Um, they couldn't. Yeah, see when you come at them with with the, with the absolute, um, who mm -hmm. can defeat the absolute? Nobody. 
Man. You Yo, showed it. You showed it, bro. How man. he copied and pasted and took out and added on. You showed it. Man, that was crazy, yo. Showed it, yo. The nigga copied and paste, copied and paste, took an article. Don't believe in genetics and evolution, but use the article on genetics and evolution. Get out of here, man. And notice he's running from real scholars. See, yeah. he will go up in there and he'll talk to the dumb dumbs all day because he know they don't know. But now you got brothers like Jabari been calling him, been texting him, been emailing him. He don't respond. You see? Yeah. He ain't stupid. Mm -hmm. He's not stupid. So, you know, come on, man. He don't want this shit. He don't want it. He go to the dum-dums because yeah. he know they don't study. So, you know. It's, 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 it's just, it's crazy. And, and I want to make this point before you close out real fast, man. Um, so if, if you're sitting around those who pseudos and, and conspiracy theory up, okay, look up CRISPR. All right, look up, um, uh, look up, uh, you know, like designer babies. So we know for a fact that, that Europeans, uh, black people, green people, purple people, people that understand biology can actually take our cells and genes, uh, select the trait, all right? Pick what trace they want. And for instance, if uh, you have a wife that's going to have a baby, what they can do is they can select certain traits. Uh, so so say like uh, you're predisposed to cancer. Well, they can uh, fix, uh, get certain traits that would not be predisposed to cancer. Uh, they can pick and choose that. So if you are agreeing that, that the scientific community can do that, if you are agreeing that white people can actually do that, then without you knowing it or understanding based off your limited knowledge of evolution, you're really agreeing to evolution because that's what? That's artificial selection when human beings select genes. So if human beings can do it, right? And since human beings aren't more powerful than nature, nature can do it. When nature does it, we call it, quote unquote, uh, natural selection. So if you agree that Europeans can select genes or gene splicing on that, then you are agreeing with evolution because as soon as they do that, that's called evolution. I just want y'all to know that. See, that's how ignorant people are on said subject matter. They do not understand the subject. They do not read any books. They just do not do it. It's so crazy around here. And that's why the community has become pseudo. That's why it's called pseudo scholarship. So you'll go to all eight challenges, they'll do PowerPoints, won't give you no sources and references. We'll talk about evolutionists that did this, did that, and that, man. Come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, look, the evolution, the, the evolution concept has been strong for at least 150 years, right, amongst Europeans, and they got that part right. I just want to let y'all know that. It just is what it is. It is what it is. That's why when you go to certain countries in Africa, right, everybody trying to get modern medicine. Why do you think that? Why? You know what I'm saying? Why? Why do you think that? Right. <laughs> so why is everybody trying to get mine? Because white people hold gun in their head and make them get hospitals and all that. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Cultures grow. Technology, science stimulates technology, and technology stimulates science. It is what it is. The foundation of what we talk about right now comes from Mama Africa. So I refuse to say white man science. Just refuse to say it. It's just science. Once again, for those who don't know, what is science? Science means it's knowledge, but knowledge of what? Knowledge is knowledge and the study of the natural world, right? And so I thought that our gods were supposed to be natural. 
thought that. And so when we deal with certain people, these certain people are really religious. And this is the question I got to ask, Sonetta. To these people who aren't Muslim, Christians, and Jews, who do not follow a traditional African religion, right? What goddamn creator do y'all be talking about? You creators in your mind? What do y'all be talking about? You call you claim you're not a Muslim, you claim you're not a Christian, right? You claim you're not a Hebrew, right? You just a conscious community. You don't practice any any traditional African system, right? But yet, yeah, you know I'm saying you tell me about a damn creator. What creator would your culture be connected to? What book would that uh, uh, creator come to? Or is it a personal thing? So if it's your personal creator and personal God, then why you want to put that on me? It's personal, right? The spirituality y'all talking about would have to be personal. Does not fit everybody. Let's get that straight. So while y'all laughing and kiki and high hind about me being a real black atheist because I'm against the state-sponsored religion, that's what I thought the conscience was based off of. Going against the state-sponsored religions of Islam. Going against the state-sponsored religion, you know what I'm saying, of Christianity. Going against the state-sponsored religion of the damn Hebrews. I thought that's what we was doing. Because we claimed all those religions to be the white man's religion. Do y'all remember that? We all claim that. What the hell happened? That's right, because y'all scared. That's the point. Most people are scared to go against that. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we, we got to stop living in fear. It is what it is. Yeah, Unc, I don't really think you're atheist. Yeah, I know. All right, you. and with that, Unc, we got to be out here, man. Get me out, out here, here, man. I'm a raw squad up, man. Real black atheism is on the rise. All right, peace, y'all. We out of here, yo, Unc, man. Thank you for coming through once again. Uh, we're going to have a powerful show tomorrow for y'all, man. Peace out, brother Unc. We out, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace.